Defend yourself to me. Defend yourself to me. Tell me why you like the shit you like. Defend yourself to me. Now defend the solo. How about that timing? Woo! That was really, really amazing. Thank you. The song or me running back? So for everyone else, <laughs> as soon as he put the theme song on, he ran over to do some sort of like maintenance on uh, the house here. I put the air conditioning on. Oh. Because with all the windows closed, it gets a little toasty. But you know in like action movies when like they always stop the bomb with like one second left? Yeah. That's like what you just did. You say you, you sat right back down at the last possible second. Yeah, the hero saves the day in the nick of time. <laughs> and that's what it was. Ran back, got it all good to go. All and right. here we yeah. are. Joey's already referred to himself as a hero. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what are we, one second in? Okay, great. <laughs> yeah, usually uh, a little longer. Uh, welcome to In Defense, a podcast about things. I'm your host, Joey Berggren friend of the show uh today's guest a dear friend an old friend oh. not that you're old but our friendship has i ages. am older than you so yeah yeah well, well. okay <laughs> uh bill parker is Hi. here uh bill and i met working on a fun little television program william on the street uh he runs around and yells bill is the editor of the show that's correct and you may say, yes, it's a brand new uh, sort of development, but I am also now the co-EP of the show. Very I'm exciting. Very excited about Executive that. producer. That's what EP stands for. For all of the non-Hollywood <laughs> listeners. Um, yeah, it's crazy. We're uh, going to be shooting our fifth season of the show mm -hmm. um, in New York starting in two weeks. Uh, so, you know, come October, you can find it on uh, True TV. Yeah, now we're on True. Look out. Very exciting. Yeah, it's good. I the mean, Turner family. <laughs> yeah, you know, Anderson Cooper. You should get Ted on. <laughs> I would love to. Is he still alive? I don't know. <laughs> get Will Forte as Ted. <laughs> that I would love to That's do, the yeah. Ted Turner that I actually know of. <laughs> Uh, Can I, before we get too deep into anything, Joe? Into the Ted Turner stuff? Into tech. Before <laughs> we go too far down the Ted Turner tunnel. Uh-huh. Can I just say how I love this podcast, and here's what I love about it, is a show like this could so easily become you're like a shock jock waiting to like argue against people for their weird things that they sure. like. And you take such a gentle, soft, nice tone, usually, and really... Uh, aim to understand why they like something versus telling them why they're wrong. Well, thank you. And I really like that about this show. Let's change it. <laughs> Until today. Here's where we break the mold. I'll finally get out my 16-button shock jock sound effects <laughs> board. <laughs> I've been working on my baba buoys. Okay, almost good. there. Uh, no, thank you very much. I appreciate it. You've always been very supportive. Of the show. I remember when this was just sort of like a concept that was constantly like rattling around in your head. You mm -hmm. would always be asking everyone like, hey, what's like that one movie that you like that you think everybody else hates? Or like, 
you know, yeah. I feel like this is something that's been with you for a while. But like pre-podcast, this is just right. a oh, I thing mean, I'm Years inter- before the yeah. podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know why. I love stuff that people don't like. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Namely, uh, The Love Guru, really. The Love it's- Guru was a big <laughs> one. Oh, boy. If I ever don't have an episode to put up and I'm worried about like not having content, I will just go solo and talk <laughs> Love Guru. Just an hour straight I could. of you explaining... Maybe I'll just put it on and record, do a dual <laughs> audio. Like, all right, sync it up. Three, two, one, play. Do you? Can you? Do you have any other voices? Like, can you like be someone else? Like, pretend to be a like, guest. If you're, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I could. don't really know. You're. Uh, <laughs> Here's what I like about the love guru. Yeah. Thank you. You know, he's got a lot of voices. Is that Mike uh, Myers? Boy, he does. Yeah, man <laughs> so of many, many faces. Yeah. <laughs> do you think he's done? Do you th- do you think there's going to be a comeback where he's the star of like a major studio movie? No, I don't think so either. The best case scenario is there's some another like voice role that. Sure. Like I was thinking about this. Was it the Academy Awards that had like Woody and Buzz? It was a Disney thing. Something had like Woody and Buzz recently. That they like came out on stage? Yeah, they like, had like Woody and Buzz were like animated as if to be in a live action setting. I yeah, think it was. I think there's the Oscars. The Oscars. Yeah, that sounds familiar. And I was just like, this Tim Allen has a sitcom on TV that people love that no one remembers is on. <laughs> and that's, I mean, granted, he's working. Right. He's, yeah, he's but, still in the public eye. And we say no one's watching because. Our no age, we we're not in the show, demo. I'm sure, like you know, Middle America, yeah, the plus. flyover states, <laughs> uh, love a little less where I grew up from. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> you, th- <laughs> that should be the guest. <laughs> I'll have it be Tim the Toolman Tim Taylor. The Toolman Taylor, yeah, that's good. Uh, but yeah, just seeing those two together and being like, well, Tom Hanks, I get, but Tim Allen, everyone knows Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. Nobody knows Tim Allen. Uh, uh, th- yeah, I think kids of a certain age yes. probably don't have a lot of reference for Tim Allen anymore. Sure. Again, I'm older than you. I think I'm about five or six years older than you. I think. Maybe. That all much older? I didn't think you were that much Are you 30? I'm 30. I'm 26. Okay. So four years. All right. Fair enough. I thought about how old I was. <laughs> like, wait a minute. <laughs> you have such a youthful glow. I, I think know. is what it is. Yet. But like I was of the like I watched Home Improvement growing up. Sure. Um, one last fact: I don't know why I was talking so much about Tim Allen because we have a lot to get to. Yeah. Uh, Before the show started, <laughs> I said you'll want this notebook because we'll move on to something else. And now you got to write down Tim Allen so you don't Tim forget one more. Allen. <laughs> um, at one time, Tim Allen had the number one television show. The mm-hmm. number one movie at the box office and the number one book on the New York Times. Was it Best Never Star. Stand Too Close to a Naked Man? It sure was. That was the book. Mm-hmm. Can you think of the movie? The number one movie? At that time? Uh, well, it wasn't. If it's not Toy Story. Not Toy Story. Tim Allen, number one movie? It's not the one where he lived on a farm with Kirstie Alley. <laughs> for richer, for poorer. For richer, for poorer, yeah. Uh, it's not. What? Shit. I want should I it should it he, be obvious? He's made two more after it, where he plays the titular character. The Santa Claus. You got it. 
There you go. <laughs> what a mm. talent. Uh, quick side story. Claws was one of those words as a child that I did not. I, someone could say, this is what it means. And I just could not figure it out. It was that and instigate. Like instigator. <laughs> right. I don't know why. But you'd be like, yeah, it's the person that starts something. I'd be like, I, no, I don't. What does that mean? <laughs> starts what? That and claws. <laughs> it's like part of a document. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Claws, and it's like confused with like, you know, claws of a bear or whatever. Right. Bear claws. Sure. That's how the guy in uh, Nightmare Before Christmas convinces all the Halloween people to get Santa. Because oh. he says claws and he moves his hands like that. Scary. Jack Skellington. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. <laughs> Shout out to Jack Skellington right now. Yes. Uh, God, we are tangent after tangent, but I do want to tell you this. Okay. Uh, lately... Uh, Danny Elfman has been doing Hollywood Bowl. He did a Hollywood Bowl thing for the. There was a something with Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, there was yeah. an anniversary year, and I like his work. Boingo Boingo was cool. <laughs> I like his scores. Love his scores. Uh, he's the singing voice of Jack Skellington. Right, right. So they had him sing in front of a live audience. I hope I haven't told this on the podcast before. <laughs> I've oh. definitely shared this anecdote before. But you see him sing, like I watched him perform. And Jack Skellington enunciates a lot. Sure. And it's very strange to watch a human sing those songs because his mouth, he goes like, and since I am dead, I can take off my head. And you're like, whoa, dude, just like sing it normal. That is really interesting. Yeah, because he's just so used to just overdoing everything to sell it because you have to do it maybe a little bit bigger for right. animation, whatever. And but when it's just a flapping mouth, <laughs> yeah. a claymation thing, you're just like, oh, okay, this is how he talks. Right, right. Yeah, something about watching someone do the voice really. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Wow. Sorry that brought you down so much. <laughs> All that from Toy Story. <laughs> <laughs> While we're ten minutes. In. <laughs> All right. Good night, everybody. Uh, yeah, thank uh, you so much. And. Uh, I will never defend Tim Allen. And That's fine. Don't yep. you dare make that <laughs> this about that. Enemy of the show, Tim Allen. <laughs> um, no, I'm excited about your topic today. Me too. Obviously. You, I think, reached out to me and said, I want to come on and defend. Yes. I. Well, you know, b- b- being a fan of the show, you, you know, mm-hmm. you always ask yourself, oh, what, what's my thing? What, what would be my thing in defense? And I didn't really have a good one for a while. And then I remembered mm-hmm. this. When you were assuming, oh, he'll ask me to be on. <laughs> so I better have one. Oh, he hasn't <laughs> asked me yet. Better text him. You're staring at a phone. Come on. <laughs> He's got to be running out of friends by now. Oh, come on. I did make a large list of like, okay, am I really going to commit to doing this? Okay, I got to make a list of at least like 30 people. <laughs> And then I'll still add to it on occasion. Oh, good. So I made it 22. After you texted me, I put you on the list so I could check you right off. <laughs> um, yes. Well, I, for a while, I was like, ooh, yeah, we're really teasing. But like, they click on the episode that says what the topic yeah, is. Yeah. So it's not like they don't know. We're about to talk about Phil Collins. Phil Collins. And right off the bat, I feel like I know a lot about Phil Collins. Okay. But I really know, in the air tonight, sure. Another day in paradise, good one. And the entire Tarzan soundtrack. And I think that's it. Um, based on that, uh-huh. what are your initial feelings, or what 
and even if those aren't negative, mm-hmm. what do you think the perceived like sort of negative feelings towards Phil Collins are? In general? Yeah. Like the general public's opinion yeah. of him? Like, like I don't know, if I asked you that of like Kid Rock, you'd say, oh, sleazy, a little gross and dirty yeah. and maybe conservative. Um, I would say he, uh, it's, it's almost like that like Britpop wave of like before, just before my time of like Pet Shop Boys and like these bands I know of mm-hmm. and could not pick out a song. And getting away from that too, I think it's just like, because of In the Air Tonight, it's like big 80s and that's it. Like a uh, kind of trapped in that time. And even when he's made music since, I remember as a kid being like, oh, Tarzan's good. I never didn't like the songs, but it's like, this is dad music over a fun movie. Dad music's a good, that's a good sort of yeah. label. Dad music. Well, here's what I'd like to do, mm-hmm. Joseph. <laughs> a lot of people come on here and say sort of, defend what they like um already given like you know a a certain idea like you know people generally know what people think about the kardashians sure so you don't have to set that up oh but with phil but with phil i want to explain why you think he's lame and why he has the reputation he does really i should have a written out timeline i'm going to be going from my memory okay first event Uh Uh, Phil Collins was in the wildly successful band Genesis. Correct. That was his, you know. Did he start as singer or as drummer? He started as the drummer. The singer was Peter Gabriel. Mm -hmm. Who left to do a solo career. He left to do a solo career. In Your Eyes was a big hit. In Your Eyes was a a giant Mm -hmm. hit. He had uh, a great number of other hits. Sure. But at the time. Sledgehammer. (laughs) <laughs> spank the monkey i think uh no shock the monkey shock, shock the monkey, the monkey. Yeah. oh i'm sorry spank the monkey was <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, that, that shock jockey is coming out now this, that's, that's... <laughs> uh, um, so uh, fans of genesis okay were split half of them just wanted to see the band uh, go on no matter what half of them were like peter gabriel the front man of this band is gone uh, the band is over. How dare anyone try to take that front man sure. seat? Phil Collins gave that first group of fans what they wanted, which is continue the band that they loved. Right. He stepped in as vocalist. How many drummers do you know have a beautiful voice like Phil Collins that can not only a beautiful voice, that but is very much within the like register of Peter Gabriel? Sure. So not only can they still perform all the songs that they already had, but continue to make music. Sure. That was strike one against Phil Collins. A lot of people that were original Genesis fans turned on Phil Collins at that moment because he tried to... You're trying to take over what we already liked. Exactly. Yeah. Number two. Mm -hmm. Pre-internet rumor that Phil Collins divorced his wife through a fax. (laughs) (laughs) Now... (laughs) Pre-internet, a rumor is much harder to, you know, dissipate, get out right. there. But once it's out there, it is ten times harder to refute. You know, right. there's not ten like BuzzFeed articles. No, Phil Collins did not, you know, divorce his wife through a fax. Right. Um. So it just becomes one of those things. It's like you know, Rod Stewart having you know a gallon of cum pumped out of his <laughs> stomach. It's just one of those urban legend, yeah. rock and roll urban legends. That sticks. Mm-hmm. 
needless to say, he did not divorce his wife. (laughs) It's such a weirdly specific and strange one. And it's so perfect because it just encapsulates that time to, like, a fax. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, next up. Uh Now, now, you know, now's where it gets... Also, let's be clear. A divorce is a lot more than, like, a quick, like, hey, we're getting a divorce. It's like, (laughs) oh, like, six months of, like, hearings and signing paperwork. Especially when you're, like, a (laughs) multi-millionaire, like, uh, you know, Phil Collins. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> it just it's over and like ones and zeros over and over to <laughs> form out the letters. Yeah, it's it's that scene in Back to the Future 2 where he gets uh, like fired over the yeah. facts like, yeah, right. At least he had the courtesy to voice or video call. <laughs> sure, yeah, needles. Right. That needles is a stand-up needles, guy yeah. at the end of the day. <laughs> now is when it starts to, be, to become directed attacks. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Now, music, it's always a conversation between what just happened, what's coming. For example, you know, out of the grunge movement came boy bands because there was such a period of grunge getting their, their time at the top mm-hmm. that, that that swing goes to the other side and it goes to boy bands, Britney Spears, you know, that thing, sure. which then swung back around to like pop punk, white stripes. And, yeah. And the garage rock. And like, yeah. Garage rock, which then swung around to EDM, which is now kind of swinging around maybe to this like sort of Mumford and Sons and more folky thing. It's sure. always exploiting a genre as much as we can. And then everybody being so sick of that genre that they clean yeah. to subculture turns different. culture turns subculture. Exactly. So out of the Genesis Phil Collins era comes mm-hmm. Nirvana and their public enemy. Number one, not just in general specifically is Genesis and Phil Collins. Kurt Cobain in several, several interviews really specifically says you know like like you know we were sick of i don't really know what kurt cobain sounds like <laughs> do your best kurt. <laughs> well, ahoy. Sick of ahoy there. <laughs> you know we're, we're seeing the type of music that that bands like genesis and phil collins were putting out and and they're over consumerism and they're like you know pandering to the masses sure we're Nirvana. We're authentic. We're we're real. We don't care if you don't like us. We're not in it for the money, like Phil Collins is. Sure. Exact quote. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So okay. So now now that was the the big big shift. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not only was the music that Phil Collins made starting to fall out of fashion, just by its own right, but also then they had a direct target put on their back by. Right. Kurt Cobain, Cobain. and then everybody else kind of jumped on that board. Mm -hmm. Six, seven, eight years later, this is the final blow that I'll talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, Two songs are nominated for best song at the Academy Awards. Mm -hmm. One of them is You'll Be In My Heart by Phil Collins for the soundtrack of Tarzan. Great song. One is Blame Canada by... Trey Parker yeah. and Matt Stone for South Park, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut. Thank you for using the full title. Thank you. Tarzan wins. Correct. Matt Stone and Trey Parker, who are very funny uh, um, <laughs> comedians, uh-huh. were such sore losers <laughs> and such little babies about it. Right. 
and so hungry for that EGOT, frankly, (laughs) (laughs) that they uh, made an attack Phil Collins episode of South Park, like the next week, as they can, because they can turn it around so quickly. And I think any sort of like like um, chance that Phil Collins was going to come out of that grunge movement was kill that episode because oh. everybody truly even me because when that episode aired who knows I was like maybe 10 11 12 yeah so that was, that like was my first true like painting of who Phil Collins is and at that time I was like oh if South Park doesn't like somebody I don't like somebody because I love South Park sure and that was the final nail in the coffin of which he's never return from really i mean successful right. songs sure but his reputation forever will be dad rock lame mm-hmm. consumerist that's interesting we'll see i didn't know any of that <laughs> <laughs> so those were the four in my opinion unfair you know uh, not having to do with anything he had done personally sure Four unfair events that has shaped this image of Phil Collins. Right. <laughs> that is undeserved. That's fair. I'd say undeserved is correct. He really should have given her a phone call. But other than that, <laughs> undeserved. Uh, that's interesting. But I, I see how I don't. What's weird is like, granted, Nirvana came up what ninety one, ninety yeah, is when they're kind of getting popular. Sounds about right. I don't. I don't remember anything from that time like was phil collins like the other end was the certainly was okay and they were still like huge genesis and phil Genet when you combine genesis's genesis genesis i think it's genesis genesis <laughs> number ones and phil collins is solo number ones uh-huh it is a greater number than that of michael jackson if you include the Jackson 5 and his solo stuff, Whoa. it is greater than Paul McCartney if you combine Beatles and Paul McCartney solo stuff. It cannot be understated how hugely successful Genesis and Phil Collins Okay, are. that makes more sense. Why is Genesis totally gone? Why um, is Genesis not at the same level of like other musical groups around that time? I, th- I think all of this... Phil Collins stuff factors in. I think Mm -hmm. it is perceived as uncool to like it now in a way that, you know, other bands of that time, like the boss was very much an eighties, you know, late seventies, eighties band, you know, Bruce Springsteen and he's revered and loved and still kicking, still kicking. There's plenty of Phil Collins contemporaries who get to still be cool and there's plenty old people who <laughs> like Genesis music. Right. Um, they also, there was sort of like, they went through two phases as a band also. Like in the early days, there were more of like a prog rock kind of jammy sound. Mm-hmm. So like fish heads will often cite liking the first like couple albums and they have like a little home there. Um, sure. But then they go a very different direction. Right. Um, so why? Yeah, I don't know. Do you I like mean, both phases? Are you? Uh, I do. Through I do. Through? No, no, I I do. Um, I think I more personally connect the things I like the most about Phil Collins shine through in the second wave. Sure. Though, is that was that when Peter left? Or not was there... not exactly. They were sure. still a little chunky yeah. for like an album still, <laughs> <Chunky>. <laughs> um, and would still perform those songs live. Right. Um, 
So it was, it was definitely more gray than that. It wasn't just, you know, Peter's gone. Now okay. we're going to sell out. Do Have they put out a record? Has he, has Phil or... Je- what happened with Phil and Genesis? Are they done? They they were done for a long time. Phil mm-hmm. went on and had like, you know, one of the right. most successful solo careers ever. They got back together a few times. It was in 2007 when they did their last tour together, mm-hmm. um, which I saw. Uh, at the Hollywood Bowl. Ooh. Uh, it was incredible. Um, they very briefly, and this will make me sound like such a hypocrite, uh-huh. very briefly for like one album, replaced Phil <laughs> with like a oh, new singer. Interesting. And he was terrible <laughs> and awful. And how dare they replace Phil? <laughs> you get one replacement. <laughs> yeah. You can do it yeah. once. Um, yeah, no, that was, I mean, that was their worst album. They haven't made uh, an album of relevance since the 80s is what my Got it. opinion. Um, but I don't know whether to bring us way down right now, because there is an end to all this. Oh. Oh, I'll just say it. Okay. Not only did I see Genesis of the Hollywood Bowl on their last tour, it will be their last tour ever. Because Phil Collins has suffered a spinal disease, I forget exactly what it's called, mm-hmm. but he can't he can't grip a uh, uh, drumstick anymore. Oh, and that was you know that's half the show is seeing you know one of the greatest drummers of sure. all time just wail, um, and so we'll probably never have another live oh, concert. Sad. I mean, maybe he'll like sing it something someday, but sure. probably not. Did he play drums when he sang? Yeah, so at, when I saw him, at least, mm-hmm. he there was another drummer. So he would, like, go back and, like, wail and then come forward and sure. and stuff. And then they would, like, have a little drum off and, uh, yeah, they go back <laughs> and forth. I think for In the Air Tonight, since it's, like, not a very demanding vocal song, it's kind of, mm-hmm. like, quiet and, like, the famous thing from that song is the drums. I think he was back there playing right. playing that song. Like that monkey commercial. Oh, remember that? <laughs> Cadbury, I think, was... Yeah, it was something yeah, British. Something. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, and it has been in like a million commercials yeah. since. I think I've down, I downloaded that commercial on Kazaa. Remember <laughs> Kazaa? Kazaa? Yes! Oh, my God. <laughs> LimeWire? Was that one? Yeah, LimeWire yeah. was another one. And... Kazaa and LimeWire. Oh, man. Wow. Just to steal a 30 second video. It <laughs> <laughs> would take me, at least me at my house like a day to download. Oh, yeah. I remember my first thing I ever downloaded, my first movie I ever downloaded was The Patriot, the Mel Gibson uh-huh. The Patriot. And I really do think it took like a week to download. <laughs> so funny. And every day I would just like go in and check in. I'd be like, oh man, I'm going to be watching The Patriot in <laughs> two more days. <laughs> That's um, so funny. Yeah. Um, Can't wait for the Mel Gibson in defense, by the way. I know. Well, it's got to be coming. Somebody's going to be out there. Someone. If anyone's listening, <laughs> can we just get someone to write in? Um, that's so funny. So I'm glad you got to see him. Me too. I'm glad you yeah. got one in. What, um, so what, so Phil does Tarzan, final nail in the coffin. Yeah. Has there been anything of his since then? He released a covers album a few years ago, just kind of doing early Motown classics, sure. singing them. Um, 
to my knowledge, that's kind of the like the last we've heard of him creatively. Sure. There's a really depressing Rolling Stones article about him that came out maybe four or five years ago where he said like he just got into civil war memorabilia and just like locks himself in the house for like days on end just like setting up like civil war battles in his like basement i don't know oh boy hey civil war plus motown makes me question uh what side of that well, well, battle he's probably not on. rooting for the south i don't know he didn't grow up here he doesn't know i know that's the that's, that's the a... like thing that's so strange about it like yeah. he's like not of American yeah. born, yeah, and yet obsessed with the American Civil War. I mean, that's like someone from Sheboygan being obsessed with apartheid and like Nelson Mandela's fight. <laughs> Just a little South Africa diorama yeah. in their basement. It's like, why do you have this? Get a train. I'm kind of an apartheid buff. <laughs> you don't like samurai? I don't understand. Oh, boy. I want to hear a Phil Collins song. I think it's about time. Unless I'm rushing you. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's... I think since we the the song we talked about most in there, uh, and the one that so offended uh, Matt Stone and Trey Parker was the Tarzan song, You'll Be In, You'll my, be in heart. my Heart. Why don't we play a little of that? I'd love to hear it. Right. Um, do you edit this little stuff out when, like... Nope. Hey... <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Or I'll say yes, but leave all this in. So it seems like it took a lot longer, and this was the stuff we left in. <laughs> you know? Um, kind of. I was so worried about getting this <laughs> song okay. that I stopped listening to you for a second. It's okay. Um, all right, here we go. This is a little You'll Be In My Heart from Tarzan, the original soundtrack. beautiful beautiful stuff is that the like the movie version too i i I pulled it up from the uh interesting because like you know i gotta admit i've never seen tarzan if you can believe it what i've listened to the soundtrack and you love phil collins god that movie is like a phil collins music video in the movie does tarzan sing is it a musical Yeah, no, wait. the guy who can't speak. Me, Tarzan. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. You seem so small. You, Jane. <laughs> I didn't even think of that aspect uh, of it. <laughs> no, he can barely speak. Okay, so it's Phil Collins singing in the movie. It's one. It's one of those weird things where like, it just like it opens with like the like that song plays 
over footage of like the mother, like the intro is like sure, her, like okay, carrying. The, right, I'm yeah. very much so paraphrasing, but like carrying the child and like playing. It's weird to hear, uh, like a animated film where there's like stretches of. It's like, can you feel the love tonight? Whereas right. a lyric, like songs with lyrics playing over. But but that's I'm glad you brought that song up because that was my question about Tarzan was in. The Lion King, you know, it's the the actors that play Simba uh, that yes. sing the song, whereas there is an Elton John version of that song that was like on the radio. Right. I think there are. So, I think the what thrashing the camp or whatever that song's called, or <laughs> yeah, the yeah, right. do wop she do, and like you know what I'm talking about <laughs> yeah, that song. Yeah, yeah. That one, I think they like kind of sing, like it's diegetic with the pots and pans, right. Also, I think was it in sync or ninety eight degrees that sing it with him on. The, I think on the soundtrack only, there's oh, man, a version I don't, of that I don't, song. I don't know that. Mm. I can't believe you haven't seen Tarzan. I know. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It came out at the exact age where you're you're too old to to be the demographic, but too young to realize that that doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, I know where you're at. A 14 yeah. year old boy was like, wait, what Disney movie? No, I'm not seeing that. You know right. that that window where I. W- uh, trapped my masculinity, frankly. Sure, yeah, yeah I understand. I allow yeah. myself to see a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, then when did you get into Phil all Collins. this stuff? Yeah. Great question. Um, there was a, a seed. I was, so I, I, I sort of listened to the classic rock stations in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do, they do still play Genesis right. and Phil Collins on, on classic rock stations. And so I definitely had... An affinity, but 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 wasn't like you know an expert or a, a, a super fan or anything yet. Mm-hmm. But I liked Peter Gabriel. I liked Phil Collins. I liked Genesis. If you press me, I probably wouldn't have been able to say what song belongs in which of those three sure. categories at that time. I went to college, Ithaca mm-hmm. College. Go you bombers! Shout out to Ithaca. Um, and uh. I was in a different major at first, and I switched into being a film major my second year. Mm-hmm. So everybody who's, that I were in my classes just felt much younger. I feel like I'm talking about a lot of like agey mm-hmm. things. <laughs> like, when you're this age, yeah. this is what you feel. <laughs> but <laughs> It's good to break that down. Though. Yeah. <laughs> but, but that is how I felt like, you know, you do change a lot that first year of college. Right. You'll agree. <laughs> I did, yeah. yeah. Okay. Thank you. You get a haircut, you uh, gain or lose some weight, yeah, right. you break up with someone. You, you learn so much. Mm-hmm. And to be someone in their very first class, the freshman that I was in their classes and being a sophomore felt like a bit of a divide at first. And like, you know, I just felt so behind because I was, I was a year behind. I still was trying to graduate at the time. Whatever. Mm-hmm. So there was this one guy, Haldane McFall. What's his name? Haldane McFall. Haldane? Haldane. Hal. Oh, yeah. Haldane McFall. (laughs) That's British. He's for sure a superhero on the side. (laughs) Uh, In my heart, yeah. Good. Um, And he, somehow it came up very early on that he loved Phil Collins and, and frankly, Peter Gabriel. Um, Frankly. Frank, if I could be completely (laughs) frank, both Phil Collins and Peter Gabriel. And and I remember looking around the room when he said this. Again, I don't remember what the prompt was, but I could I, I saw all the faces go, ooh. You know? Yeah. Like, ooh. 
and I thought to myself, wait a second, I, lo- I, I like those two. I listen to them all the time. Like, yeah, hey, buddy. Hey, Haldane. I like them too. And I rushed home and I like finally gave myself the education that I had uh, secretly been wanting. Uh-huh. <laughs> Learned, uh, you know, all. <laughs> I love when this all takes place in college early on. Like, finally, I found education. Um, well, no. So, so imagine me flipping through books, and this song is just playing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, and I, you know, after a few more days, I like casually bring it up again. Like, hey, you know, uh, I like that Peter Gabriel too. I like that Phil Collins too. And we really did bond. And over the next three years, we were creative soulmates we made all of our short films together oh good uh, it, it became such a nice friendship and the fact that it started with phil collins made that very special sure um and really perpetuated my love of phil collins to the next level that it never would have gotten to if it weren't for this friendship you know based on phil collins right um and then I, I'm in a wonderful relationship now. I've been together two years. I hope I'm with her for the rest of my life. Great. But I did have one girlfriend before. <laughs> um, and we had a breakup. Uh-huh. And going through a breakup as a Phil Collins fan is a wonderful treat. Because <laughs> I would say about 80% of his songs are breakup songs. Sure. And so gut-wrenching. And... This is another reason why I think Phil Collins is so great and why people don't let themselves think that. You are flailing a pen and I'm worried <laughs> you're going to throw it into my face. <laughs> I'm getting heated. But when you're going through something, a breakup, whatever, a let's, call, let's call it a breakup, a tunnel, a, <laughs> a, a, tight st- wind. Just a stack of pancakes. <laughs> yeah. um, that's not when I want to sort of dissect the complicated lyrics of Radiohead. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Radiohead's maybe the greatest band of our generation. But when I'm crying, uh, like, uh, in my bedroom, and I want to blast a song, I want something that's so immediately relatable. And and simple is too simple a phrase, frankly. But... but I, it is really nice that, that there are songs so beautifully written that with so few words cut to the, the feelings that I was feeling. Right. Without, any, without me having to do any heavy lifting. And I'd like to play, I think, the perfect song in that genre now, mm-hmm. if that's okay. Sure. Against All Odds. Mm. It's not just Kid A front to back. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm in a really good place now, so I'd like to dissect the lyrics of of every song on Kid A. This is against all odds, also sort of popularly known as Take a Look at Me Now by Phil Collins. Wait, why is it popularly known as something else? Because the sort of main refrain is Take a Look at Me Now, so people kind of know. Just let you leave without a trace When I stand here taking every breath with you You're the only one who really knew me at all How can you just walk away from me When all I can do 
and builds and builds and builds yeah. from there. Oh, I could cry to that. I right. <laughs> You're the only one who ever knew me at all. What a lonely thought that is. Yeah. And what a, a relatable thought that I think anybody who's been through a messy breakup could probably relate to. Sure. I, I was saying I did know that song. Once you said, I was like, take a look at me now. And then halfway through that, I was like, oh, this, I know the, well, just that one little part. <laughs> that's, that's the thing, too. You say you only know like those three songs. You know. Mm-hmm. I probably know snippets of a lot yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Is that in a commercial? Sometimes that's how I know songs. I'm sure. Also, the Postal Service covered it. Maybe you've heard mm, that version. I don't think so. Oh. Um, I got a quick side story. Uh, <laughs> uh, I only knew the song Getting Getting Better. Is that what it's called? The Beatles song? Got to admit it's getting better. Is it called Getting Better? I don't know what that song's called. Getting um, I, 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 don't, I don't know. All sure. the time. So that was the commercial jingle from Philips, I believe. Philips Electronics. Yes. When I was a child. Absolutely. I can picture that exactly. And like a child being like like 10 to 12, maybe. I saw the cat in the hat circling back to Mike Myers. Oh, no. The film in theaters. <laughs> oh, no. There is an extended scene of him like cleaning the house to that song. I don't know if it's a cover or not. And my mind fucking exploded when it hit the chorus. I was like, this is the Phillips song. Hey, wait a second. <laughs> I, like I had no concept that that could have been a full-length song. They've expanded my favorite <laughs> jingle. I can't and put it in it. my new favorite movie. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's a whole other problem is that there's a million Phil Collins songs in commercials and exactly. that helps tie in the thought that he's very commercial and consumerist. Sure. And he certainly could have settled at like 250 million instead of like 500 million from right. like all the like commercials that he sold his music to. But what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Civil war sets do not pay for themselves. <laughs> I think he has like relics and things too. Like, like actual, like, you know, uniforms mm-hmm. and muskets and ropes, <laughs> ropes, <laughs> badges. I don't know what you else. You could spend a really boring afternoon in Phil Collins' <laughs> yeah. basement. That's what I'm trying to say. It's just all in boxes and covered in dust. <laughs> oh, don't touch that. <laughs> uh, why is he in Hook? Um, great question. And I love unearthing this a little too. He's in Hook for a second. He plays a detective in mm-hmm. one of the early scenes. And the two men standing behind him are the two other members of Genesis. Really? Mm-hmm. Weird. I mean, is Glenn little... Close is in Hook as a man. Like That's there was true. a lot of like strange cameo right. <laughs> decisions made there. I um I definitely thought Phil Collins and Bob Hoskins were like the same guy briefly. I I yes. Did you okay. <laughs> as a kid? They're both yes. in that movie. Uh, both short. Both bald. British, like British. a little grizzle on the face, like yeah, yeah. Uh, and I also wrote down: Did a woman? Did you really see a woman drowning? Isn't that what they say? Another day in paradise is about. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's uh, right. Yeah. So many rumors of Phil <laughs> yeah. Collins. Um, and he faxed her. I can't help. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> then threw the fax machine in, which electrocuted her. It was so vicious. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> um, in the Air Tonight is about a messy divorce that he's mm. going through at the time. And so he's essentially trying to say the most vicious things he possibly could. I believe 
he's on his third wife currently. Mm. <laughs> Do you know whose daughter is? Yeah, the star of uh, uh, that Mirror, Taylor Mirror. Lautner. Oh, um, who's the Taylor? Isn't that his daughter? The Taylor Lautner movie, Abduction. Is she in Abduction? Um, she might be. Have you seen that movie? Possible. Did not catch oh, Abduction. Oh boy, we might have to defend that too. Because <laughs> holy shit, I think she is. I mean, as a Sigourney Weaver completionist, I'll have to watch it someday. But <laughs> what's Mirror Mirror? Mirror Mirror is, there was, uh, you know, a couple years ago when there was two Snow White movies that came out in the same year, oh. Mirror Mirror was one of them. Uh, Julia Roberts playing the evil queen in that one. Lily Collins. Lily Collins. Look, I'm in a relationship and <laughs> in it for two years, hope to be in it for the rest of my life. Lily Collins is my number one crush and was before I knew the connection between her and Phil Collins. Really? Uh, fun fact, that is her. In that is her in abduction. Okay, uh-huh. Sorry. and I as soon as you said you were so attracted to her, I went, "That's probably that girl." Because I had, I was like, "Whoa, yeah, what are you doing in this terrible film?" <laughs> oh man, yeah, her 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 career is not soaring. Um, That's all right. There was this YA movie that was going to be the next big YA movie. It's called Mortal Instruments. Yeah, uh, the the, the, it's the like tag for that series. one is Mortal Instruments City of Bones was the first one. Um, and one of the very few YA series that just said after the first one, eh, no more, <laughs> despite ending like, okay, see you tomorrow. <laughs> like, we're going to finish this story up in two more movies. Right. Did you see that one? I did see that. Okay, I had a feeling. <laughs> yeah. um, and now they're making it some show and they've replaced Lily Collins to their detriment. Oh, unbelievable. Well, isn't it TV now? Yeah. She probably doesn't want to go she to TV. She doesn't want to go to She's TV. She's above that. I think so. She's ready for some big swings and misses in that box I office. I think we all want to see an ab- abduction too. <laughs> I would love to see abduction too. Oh, man. Well, you know what? Tell me. I like that second song. Give us one more. I need sure. an, I need one more. What's? Well, we've talked about it. I, I kind of queued three up as being... but But... In the Air Tonight is such a special song. Mm-hmm. I mean, it here's 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 what it does that few songs today have the balls to do, which is start very slow and very gradually reach intensity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think there is, at least for, you know, what's on the radio, obviously there's great music that never sees the airwaves. Sure. But I think there's such a panic. And this goes for... TV, movies, and, and, and popular music, such a panic to grab someone immediately. Right. That few things allow for a slow build. And I think that's a shame. I agree with you. We're too quick to give up. Yeah, yeah. And just like, you know, just like, oh, it's a rule. Like something huge has to happen in the first like 10 minutes of a movie or your audience is gone. It's like, well, I want... I don't want that audience. I want yeah. like the, the smart people who will, Let will me get stick around yeah. for a little bit. Yeah. Um, so this will be very difficult to do, but maybe we can get to the, the drum solo sure. um, portion and we'll, that'll be a Phil Collins in the air tonight. Why you keep me silent, son? 
as I played that, I realized I just went on a long rant about <laughs> allowing for slow builds skip, and said, oh, let me skip to the good part. <laughs> I, did, I did think you meant like, let's see if it's okay to listen that long. Oh, wow. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. Damn. Uh, I could turn back time. That's not a Phil Collins song. Oh, no. That's Cher. <laughs> Cher. Um, I did. I was thinking when I listened to it, though, just now, like, it's electric drums mm-hmm. doing the same beat the whole time. Mm-hmm. And then like a soft keyboard and his vocals yeah. duped and that's it. Then they get that little funky bass line and the drums. But before that, it's just a little so, bit. So simple for so long in that yeah. song. Yeah. But it, it's weird because it sounds so full. I, I love, I have a weird thing. Maybe it's like because I play music kind of. But like I love listening to bands like Van Halen when it's like, it is a drummer, a bassist, a guitarist, and a singer, and that you can tell. Mm-hmm, you can mm-hmm, just, he- mm-hmm. but yet it, if you hear eruption on the radio or like hot for teacher, like this is a full song. Yeah, that's, 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 yeah, I, I guess I hadn't thought about that yet, but, but yeah, the very full is the word. Like, yeah, like you- that song is so full and resonating, and you're like, that's why those drums are so epic, but it really is a keyboard, some light vocals, and a, Electric drums. Yeah. That's crazy. Wow. Sounds okay. like I really converted you. Yeah, I mean, I want to listen. I, the, the problem is you played three songs and two I knew very well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, one I kind of knew. What's like your favorite Phil Collins song? Or do you have a favorite? I, I think Against All Odds is actually my favorite. Mm. Probably why I pulled it up. But um, Take a look at me now to the insiders. <clears throat> you know, it's a shame because... What, what is not perfect for this podcast, but I'd like to play for you is that sweet spot as they were transitioning out of the, the sort of crunchy Frog. jam band into the more poppy sound. There are great songs in there that are still so fun to listen to, even if you don't like jam bands, but, but, but will go on a, a six minute like instrumental just journey and sure. then come back. Um, it, it, that, that is like a 16 minute endeavor that I don't think, um, works here. Sure. Uh, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Were I'll, you I'll, into like jam band stuff ever? Did you ever have never, a dead phase or a never? I've seen fish at music festivals that I was already at mm-hmm. and enjoyed it. I mean, a real good time live. Sure. I, one of my best friends is, is a, a fish man. Um, and I, but it does not, uh, the, the, it does not appeal to me to become a fish man as they call yeah. themselves. Do they call themselves fish men? <laughs> I don't think so. I think Is fish, it fish fans. Fish fans? Yeah. Oh, but it's spelled PH, right? Fish exactly. fans. Oh God. <laughs> if so, I want someone to come on and defend. Well, they, Scott Ackerman that. has yeah, yeah, yeah. that thing. Yeah. Speaking of which I was going to bring this up too. I always thought of you two in a similar vein as Phil Collins in that kind of dad rock thing. His podcast, which I love. You talking you two to me. You talking you two to me. Legitimately converted me into a U2 fan. And that free album on iTunes is fantastic. <laughs> hey, I know, stand by I only by heard it. one song from it, but I, I, I liked that one song. What song was it, Tiram? W- whatever they were trying to make the single. Ballad album, of Joey Ramone? I think that was the one, yeah. I liked it. It's a good one. Uh, yeah. I Look, I'm a Phil Collins fan. I have nothing against U2. Great. They come on on the radio. I turn it up. For I sure. like that. I'm probably going to play you one of their songs after we're done. <laughs> oh, good. Just to cement it in. Great. Um, any last thoughts about 
that you want to get out about Phil that we didn't get to? Mention my obsession with his daughter. Um, <laughs> Got that. That was the one thing. You did write down almost Tim Allen. <laughs> <laughs> did we want to circle back to Tim Allen? <laughs> we should get back, right? I once won free tickets to see Tim Allen at the Laugh Factory and went. Did you? Um, How was it? I don't know. I think there's sadness there. I really do. It was better than I thought it was going to be. There's still a lot of grunting, a lot of... Good. Hey, did you ever notice there's differences between men and women? That is a good bit, though. Because <laughs> so there true. are, yeah. Oh, my God. They're not Men love farts. We're not alike. We don't like shopping. Oh, my God. I would rather die than Give go to Macy's. Give me a beer. Oh, my God. Is the game on? <laughs> you want to get me to cook vegetables? I don't know how to do it. I won't even eat them. <laughs> Unless they're shoved inside a steak. Brush my teeth twice a day? <laughs> Huh. No. <laughs> Notice women be brushing their teeth. <laughs> That's a stereotype, right? That women like brushing their teeth. That's new to me. But... Oh, well, we're making it happen. <laughs> Call up Tim. Um, Bill, uh, new season of Billy on the Street. Yeah, this October. October? Check out old clips on uh, Funny or Die. Sure, you can see some of my handiwork in there. If yes, you, uh... you've yes. I've made a couple prizes. Joey came in as like. You know, I I got a behind the scenes guy, and then they the show just made him do every oh, possible yeah. task, including like these beautiful Photoshop works um, that ended up on the show. Like, yeah, they gave one to Jason Sudeikis last season, and I was so happy. That's right. And That's he was right. like, "This looks so good." <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, baby, I did that. Uh, so watch that, Bill. I'll plug your Twitter for you. Oh, you know what? Oh, do you want to go first? No, you go first. I was going to say, I love your Instagram. Oh, thank you, And everyone you, should follow, follow Bill on Instagram. He posts himself in front of uh, famous movie landmarks. <laughs> and it's great. Um, that's, ex- that's the exact mm-hmm. thing that I do. Um, and it's really fun. Um, and it's a great way if you're in a city to like have an excuse to just like, go, like oh, I'm explore. in. Yeah, go explore. Exactly. Uh, yeah, so that's at high... I'm Bill Parker. H I I M Bill Parker. Great. Thank you. Uh, quick shout out to our friends of the show, Jack Skellington. Uh, <laughs> Enemy of the show, Tim Allen. Enemy of the show, Tim Allen. Friend of the show, uh, let's see if I can pronounce it, Heldang McFauld. Oh, wow. Like, completely wrong. Oh, I wrote it phonetically while I was trying to listen to you talk. Shout out to friend Heldang McFall. Uh, Heldang is not it. Heldane. H A L D A N E. Oh. Like the name Hal and the hel- the name Dane combined into one non name. <laughs> Haldane. <laughs> I suppose a lot of people call him Hal. I don't know why I immediately. Yeah, you're going Haldane. full name. <laughs> it's a weird name. Um, shout out to, um, interviewing pirate. Um, oh, yeah. let's not forget <laughs> the pirate wait for the Mike Myers um, episode where he comes up. Again. The ex that broke Bill's heart and made him listen to that song so much. <laughs> Thanks for getting him into Phil even more, even more, uh, hit us up on the email in defense pod at Gmail. We're on Twitter in defense pod. If you like you too, let me know if you hate Phil Collins or Genesis. What's their best album, Genesis, or Phil Collins? What do I listen to? 
What's the gateway? Um, well, for Phil Collins' solo, it's definitely No Jacket Required. Uh-huh. And for Genesis, I would say Duke. Duke. Got it. No Jacket Required. Duke. Take that to the bank. Hoo! All right. Thanks, Chemo Slobbies. Bye.